Hi guys, welcome back to my comfort show, Gilmore Girls Tea and Inspired Recipes, where every two weeks I chat about the TV show Gilmore Girls and I cook recipes that were inspired by the episode. And my name is Mia, and this is our 14th episode together. I feel like these past two weeks have been pretty good for me. I got a chance to make a bunch of new friends, like just out of the blue. <laughs> um, and I'm just really, really happy about that because it feels like it's not that easy to make friends once you're out of college. And I'm sure a bunch of you can relate to that as well. Um, I'm also really looking forward to today because I'm flying back to New York tonight and I'm going to be staying there through Thanksgiving weekend and I've been pretty busy packing and just getting ready for all of that but also just really excited to see family again and also reconnect with the people um, from back home. Uh, so I feel like it will be a really busy holiday season for me, but in a really good way. And yeah, as usual, I just want to know how you all have been. Do you get excited about Thanksgiving? Is it one of your favorite holidays? I'd love to know if you all have special traditions or anything. Um, yeah, cause for me, I'm mostly just winging it and spending time with the people around me and honestly that's just feels like a really good transition because this episode that we'll be talking about today um it involves a lot of cooking <laughs> which we'll get into it but for those of you who um heard me talking about this episode very very briefly last time um i mentioned that um, the episode we'll be talking about today is a little bit controversial, and we'll get into the controversy um, a little bit later, of course, but it is really centered around cooking and um, the joy in cooking for other people and just preparing a meal, which is just so spot on for Thanksgiving. I think for a lot of people, Thanksgiving is the holiday where you eat a meal with everyone and so, yeah, I just thought this episode was perfect, <laughs> perfectly aligned with all of that. So um, just to give it away, the title of this episode is That Damn Donna Reed, and it aired on February 22nd, 2001. I decided to go for a bit of a simpler recipe for this episode. Um, as you all know, I usually pair some kind of dessert, but for today, I'm just going to do some tea because this podcast is called Gilmore Girls Tea and Inspired Recipes, and I haven't talked about tea in a long time, um, but I decided to go with something um, that fit with the autumn season and also Thanksgiving, so I got this apple cider tea. And what I love so much about it is that it really does taste like apple cider, um, but it's just a tea. It has no caffeine or anything. And um, if you follow me on Instagram, you might have noticed that I posted a story a while back when I got the tea for the first time. And I noticed that Whole Foods ha already had a sale on all of their autumn 
inspired teas in in their whole tea section they had a, a big sale everything was like half off so that was my opportunity to just get as much as I could and so I got the apple cider tea and I'm so glad that I did because it's so delicious I'll post a picture of it on the Instagram and if you are um, how do I put this <laughs> um, I guess for me personally I wish that I had time this past week to actually bake something for the podcast but I I unfortunately didn't really get a chance to so to make up for that and kind of I did envision that this would happen but um next week because thanksgiving is next week i will be baking a lot more and preparing a lot more stuff just for the different thanksgiving events that i'll be going to and i'm definitely going to share pictures and videos and everything on my instagram so if you are really interested in seeing those things then definitely feel free to give me a follow at my comfort show on Instagram so you can keep an eye out for all of those things and um yeah I plan to make a mix of both dessert and also maybe some savory stuff too so definitely keep an eye out over there okay so let's just get right into the episode and to give some context for where we left off last time last episode was the concert episode where Rory and Paris, they finally got a chance to become even closer friends. And we also learned that Luke had an ex-girlfriend and Lorelai seemed to be a little jealous of her. And going right into this episode, we open up where Lorelai, Rory, and Dean are eating pizza. And on the TV, they're watching the Donna Reed show, um, which is from probably from the 1950s i really should have looked up exactly when hold on um but yeah it's it's like a black and white television show and they give you a good amount of context for what the premise is um in gilmore girls just as the characters are talking but hold on i'm looking it up okay so it went from 1958 to 1966 so, and, um, she's cooking and, um, she's pretty much in the traditional housewife role and you can see that Lorelai and Rory are, I mean, they are really ultimately making fun of her and I don't know how well that sits with me. Um, and we'll get more into that later in the episode once we find out more about who Donna Reed actually was. But yeah, I just didn't super enjoy seeing them making fun of her. Um, I don't know what you all thought. Maybe I'm being sort of sensitive. I don't know. But um, on the other side of the spectrum, Dean is uh, has a completely different reaction to the show. And he kind of idealizes the um just everything that's portrayed in this show even though he'd never seen it before he just he understands the premise and he really idealizes that and um and yeah rory sort of 
you can tell she makes a kind of mental note. She's like, hmm, that's kind of strange. That's a little different um, that he has this completely different opinion than me. Um, and then later on, we finally get to see Emily and Richard for the first time in a really long time. So that made me really happy. Rory ends up uh, having quite a bit of responsibility in this episode because she has to take care of a baby chick for a midterm project at school. And so she gets off the bus and she's carrying this cage with the baby chick in there and Dean is helping her carry it home. And they get to talking about the Donna Reed show again and Dean makes some kind of comment. He says oh yeah, I have to get to work because um, it's super busy uh, on Thursdays for some reason. I guess lots of oppressed housewives shopping for their husband's dinner. And Rory just completely stops in her tracks. She says, what are you talking about? Why would you say that? And I agree. I think what he said was just very um, out of place. And it was very shocking to hear that. And um, I kind of feel like his explanation for why he said that didn't really line up with um, his comment. Like, he tried to defend himself saying, um, well, I think it's kind of nice when a housewife cooks for her husband. I think um, he even said um, his mom used to do that every night for uh, his father and, um, and for him as well. And I guess he's used to that kind of routine, and that is very comforting for him, which I totally understand. But of course, Rory had the complete opposite. Like, Lorelai definitely doesn't cook or anything, so she isn't used to having that sort of routine. And so that's pretty much what Dean is trying to explain to Rory, is just where he's coming from. And so I understand that, but I still think it doesn't really explain why he would use the phrase oppressed housewives you know what i mean we'll talk a little bit more later about whether i think you need to be an oppressed housewife in order to enjoy cooking for your family (laughs) but anyway so that really starts um it starts a bit of a argument between them and they part ways not really having resolved anything. And speaking about some more responsibility that Rory has, um, Babette had stopped by earlier and asked Rory to watch her new kitten while she and Maury spended, spent the evening in New York. And so Rory has to take care of this baby chick in her house and then All the while, she also has to go over to Babette's house, which is right next door, and take care of the cutest little orange kitten. It is just so cute. And while she's taking care of the cat and she's over there in Babette's home, she decides that she wants to uh, have Dean come over. And you can tell she's getting a little anxious that Dean hasn't called her um, because she wants to basically resolve the argument that they had earlier and she also just wants to hang out with him and have him um, come visit her while she's watching the cat so eventually he does come over and um 
And there's this big reveal um, as Rory opens the door and welcomes him into Babette's home. Um, She's dressed up in this very 1950s, um, like, triangle skirt, flared dress with an apron. And she looks just like Donna Reed did in the show. And she made him dinner and everything. She... Uh, she set the table. She made it look really romantic. And Dean is just completely, like, you can tell he feels a mixture of being really impressed and, like, blown away by everything she did, but also kind of confused. And he says um, that he's never had anyone make dinner for him other than his mother, which we know because he kind of explained that earlier but I think the fact that no one other than his mother has done that for him is a big deal and so um I think it makes him feel really special but also like he explains to Rory that as nice as it was he doesn't expect her to be Donna Reed and I think um I think the what I like about this episode is it kind of subverts you a little bit because I think maybe a different character, like if Rory were a different person, I think she might have seen how Dean was really idealizing that housewife sort of lifestyle and um, having someone cook for him. And I think maybe Rory hearing that, maybe she could have taken it like, oh, well, because I'm his girlfriend and I want to make him feel special, I will do those things. And Um, and then you realize that there's actually more layers than that. And Rory is not, she's not really doing it, um, like completely because she wants him to feel special or or she wants him to like her. Um, there is this layer of, oh, let me kind of like, I felt like she was almost being a little sarcastic when she was doing it. And, um, especially the moment when, she realized that she forgot to make the rolls and she she was almost just gonna break down with just how upset she was at herself for not making the rolls and that felt like Rory herself was over over acting I guess um just to point out to Dean how ridiculous his idealization is if that sort of makes sense. And so I kind of like how she had her own reasons for why she wanted to cook for him. And it wasn't just purely because she wanted him to like her or she wanted his approval or things like that. Um, So yeah, and then yeah, he ends up explaining to her. He doesn't expect her to be Donna Reed and he didn't mean for it to come off that way. I thought it was sweet the way that he said that and and I liked how he explained it to her right away and I'm glad they cleared it up sooner rather than later and um that um let me see what else. Oh yeah, so then um getting back to what I was saying earlier about how we don't really know the full story about Donna Reed is because this is when Rory explains to him, um, she says, I actually did uh, some research about Donna Reed, and it turns out that she not only really enjoyed 
cooking for her family or for her partner. She also um, was an uncredited producer on her show. And so she was like one of the first female television executives, which is really cool. And Rory just was able to find some connection to the Donna Reed character in a way that felt true to what Rory believes personally. And then, let's see, so now we can get into the Lorelai side of this episode, which was also very fun. Um, So Lorelai decides she's going to help Luke redesign his diner. And in general, I just really love the scenes between the two of them. And this is the first time in a while that they've interacted, just the two of them, pretty much since... Lorelai's father went to the hospital and that was a very high energy just high stress episode um so I feel like in this episode we finally got to see the two of them interact in a way that was much more relaxed and I really enjoyed that and yeah so then when Lorelai comes home she um and this is all while Rory and Dean are next door. So no one else is in the house right now. And Lorelai comes home and she notices that the baby chick is missing. And she calls Luke immediately to have him come over and help her find the chick. And the next day, Lorelai goes to see Suki in the kitchen at the inn. And they're just catching up. And Lorelai brings up the fact that um, Luke she ended up calling Luke over to have him find the chick with her. And Suki immediately points out that Lorelai asking Luke to help her look for the chick might have sounded like code for her wanting to sleep with him or just, I think, and I think Lorelai definitely didn't intend for that. I mean, we, we see things from her perspective, but I think also subconsciously she probably just wanted to spend more time with him and I wanted to ask you guys what you thought um what you thought her intentions were and um and also I mean Luke himself kind of thought there was something a little weird in the way that she asked him to come over as well um he didn't believe that she had a baby chick he thought it was just an excuse so yeah, and I I thought, I mean, I like how they're continuing this thread of Suki just continuing to um, point out to Lorelai that she probably has feelings for Luke, but she just won't admit it. And uh, Emily also picks up on that when Lorelai mentions it at dinner, and Emily always knows what's going on. She can always pick up on things, and she thinks Lorelai is keeping some kind of juicy information from her. Um... And it almost makes Emily feel offended, too. (laughs) So, yeah. And then the next day, this is the final scene of the episode. There's a man riding a very loud motorcycle around Stars Hollow. And I think just seeing a motorcycle in Stars Hollow just feels so conflicting. It just, like, it's such a contrast between just 
the setting of Stars Hollow and then having a very loud motorcycle just going through. And um, because of that, he really makes this big entrance. And I want to know who you all thought it was. Um, I definitely didn't know. I think I'm trying to remember way back when, when I saw this episode for the first time and who I thought it was. I think I probably thought it was Max or something, um, like Max coming back. And I think I, I thought maybe, okay, now that Lorelai and Luke are maybe starting to fall for each other and then now would be the perfect time for an old fling or some other guy to come into the picture and make things interesting again and um so that's why i thought i think i thought it was max but it turns out it wasn't it was christopher which is pretty much another example of an old fling or someone to kind of mix things up a little bit more um but yeah so christopher just as a reminder, is Rory's father. So in a way, he's more than just an old fling just because of the fact that he is the father of Lorelai's child. So um, he, I feel like he has a stronger presence um, and you can kind of feel it too. Like when he, when he sees Rory and when Rory sees him, she's just so thrilled that he's there and um it really is like a father-daughter relationship all of a sudden um or at least not relationship but you feel that dynamic just completely turn on like a switch and um and so i definitely feel like christopher has more gravity when he arrives in lorelei's life um, whenever he happens to show up and I think on the other hand Lorelai's reaction was a bit more difficult to interpret um, and I'm sure she's feeling a lot of complicated emotions but yeah I'm wondering what you all thought um, and how you interpreted her reaction to seeing him so yeah I'm just very excited to see the next episode I think this is the perfect time to take a break and when we come back we'll have memorable moments and I have some fun facts as well. Hi guys, alright, so for memorable moments I'll start off with funniest moment slash funniest quote. Um, for me I loved the banter between Luke and Lorelai when they are deciding how to redo the diner and um, <laughs> Lorelai suggests that he put some stenciling <laughs> and she says do you even know what stenciling is and he goes does Martha Stewart do it she says yes and Luke says no stenciling <laughs> favorite musical moment um I I didn't really find the music to be super memorable. I think um, the one music-related moment that I thought was really cute was uh, when Lane was pulling out all the floorboards with her CDs in them, and each one or each different floorboard is dedicated to different genres of music, and I really liked that scene. For my most nostalgic moment, 
Um, I feel like a lot of these nostalgic moments are moments from when I was in high school, uh, just because Rory is in high school and whenever I see her do something that I used to do, it just reminds me of those days, I guess, good or bad. (laughs) But, um, my particular memory from this episode was, uh, just seeing Rory bring home the baby chick as part of the class project because it reminded me of a very similar homework assignment that I had to do in high school. I think I was maybe in 10th grade, 9th or 10th grade, and I had to bring home a plastic baby doll to basically practice what it's like to take care of a baby and similar to Rory's project where she had to log all the sleeping and eating habits. For me, I would have to log every time it would cry and every time I would have to feed it. Um, because you know how some dolls, like when you squeeze them, they talk or they make a sound. So it was kind of like this. Um, but it would just cry at random times. So it just had some kind of random timer that would make it cry. And I remember being so stressed out about it because um, I, when I took the baby home from school, like on the way home, I had to ride the subway. And I probably looked so strange because (laughs) I was riding the subway and I was carrying this plastic baby doll in my arms. Um, and I was so, so terrified that the baby doll would start crying in the middle of the subway and that I would have to feed it cause I had a little baby bottle and I think, thankfully I don't think it started, it cried on the subway, but it definitely cried while I was walking, uh, walking on the street, which maybe is a little bit less embarrassing. I'm not sure. <laughs> But it was such a strange project, just very interesting and um, very stressful. So I, from what I understand, I think that's a pretty common assignment for students in high school to have to do. Um, I don't know, did you all have to do something like that? Or did you have a similar assignment where you had to take care of another being? (laughs) Um, Yeah, I thought that was very relatable in this episode and very nostalgic and um moving on to most relatable moment i kind of in the same vein i feel like i was always taking care of someone else's pets as a kid and i enjoyed that i mean i think i i just liked meeting other people's pets and just being able to take care of them for a little bit Um, yeah, for best advice, I touched on this earlier, but I really like the scene between Suki and Lorelai in the kitchen, and I always appreciate how Suki always tells Lorelai the truth about how she appears to other people, but also maybe how she could be feeling deep down and how Lorelai doesn't always, um, she doesn't always recognize that in herself. My favorite quote is from when Emily is picking up on the fact that Lorelai might have a thing for Luke, and I wrote it down. She says, This man was at Rory's birthday party. He came to the hospital with you. He is the male lead in every story you tell. 
You go to the diner every single day. I've seen the way he looks at you, the way you look at him. I'm not a fool. <laughs> I'm just, I was so happy to see her in this episode again. Oh my gosh. It really feels like I'm really, I really, really miss her when she's not there. And finally, most comforting scene for me. Um, this was, gosh, this was a little bit harder to choose for some reason. I was going to say the candlelit evening that Rory prepared for Dean, but at the same time, I feel like the undertones of that scene were just a bit uncomfortable or there was conflict there, so I didn't find it very comforting. Um, so I would have to go with pretty much all the scenes between Lorelai and Luke this episode, and especially when they were alone in the diner and figuring out how to redo the place and spruce it up more. And yeah, I just really enjoyed those scenes a lot. And I think I would say those were comforting. Okay, should we move on to fun facts? <laughs> all right. So my first fun fact is that um, during the time of filming, Jared Padalecki, who plays Dean, and Alexis Bledel, who plays Rory, were actually dating in real life. So for the rest of my fun facts, I just wanted to talk a little bit more about the Donna Reed stuff that goes on in this episode. And I did look her up, and I have some fun facts about her. So um, I personally... As I said earlier, I wasn't very familiar with the context of the Donna Reed show and really who she was. But um, for those of you who know the movie, It's a Wonderful Life. Very, very famous Christmas movie. It's a really good movie. And so she stars alongside Jimmy Stewart in that. Um, which I didn't even put two and two together because I don't think I had even known um, her name at that time when I had watched the movie. Um, and she also won an Oscar for her role in the movie From Here to Eternity, which is also very famous. And she also starred in a bunch of other films from the golden age of Hollywood, pretty much, um, like the 1950s. And in the same way that um, the series Gilmore Girls points out she received a bit of criticism for her television series the donna reed show particularly from women who thought that she was idealizing the concept of a submissive housewife who just cooks all day and i feel like i personally agree with the conclusion that rory and dean came to at the end of the episode where she realizes that donna reed is very multifaceted and I think everyone is multifaceted Donna Reed herself as we find out in the series she was very accomplished so the point I guess is that ideally you should be able to choose what kind of lifestyle you want um, that's maybe not the reality for everyone but if you do want to be a housewife who cooks all day if that's something that you really enjoy then no one should be able to tell you not to do that you know what I mean so it's all about your own choice and on that same note actually I thought this episode was overall pretty funny just kind of meta <laughs> it's it's 
yeah, because the fact that I'm talking about um, enjoying cooking and enjoying making food for other people, just because that is a big part of this podcast, as you probably have come to understand at this point. And it's, it was just really funny watching Lorelai criticizing Donna Reed for doing pretty much exactly that or okay, maybe it's not a hobby for her. It's more like her lifestyle, but, um, or at least her character's lifestyle on the show. But, um, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, that's something that I really enjoy doing too. And just based on a lot of people that listen to this podcast and a lot of my friends as well, I think we can all agree that you can totally just enjoy baking and cooking and making food for other people or for yourself, whatever it is. And you can have it just be a hobby and have it be a way to release stress. And it doesn't have to mean anything bigger than that. It doesn't mean that you, I don't know. It doesn't mean that you want to be a housewife or something, you you know? So I feel like these days are, I mean, cause it's been 50 plus years since the Donna Reed show And I think since then, we've changed a lot in terms of how we view certain hobbies, especially cooking. And it feels a lot more like anyone can do it. And yeah, so that's just kind of what I'm trying to do with this podcast is just to see baking and cooking as a way of releasing stress and just being happy. That's a very positive note to end this episode. And I'll just give you the title for next week, of course which is Christopher Returns. So I'm very excited for that one. And um, yeah, and as I said, please keep an eye out on my Instagram for all the Thanksgiving-related stuff I'll be posting. I'm really, really looking forward to the holiday. So I hope you have a great two weeks and enjoy Thanksgiving. Bye!